Hey, this is Brent Leary, and with me right now is Evan Goldberg. Evan is the EVP of Oracle NetSuite. He's also the co-founder of NetSuite before it was Oracle NetSuite. So, Evan, mm -hmm. hey, it's, thanks for joining me, man. Thanks for having me. So, you got a lot going on. There's always a lot going on. We're in the midst of this uh, pandemic, and uh, you know, there's a lot of things that companies are trying to do to, to stay in business. Um, just Maybe off the top of your head, what are you hearing from your your customers about the current state? We're about six, seven months into the pandemic. Uh, what are you hearing from them? And maybe how has that changed since the beginning of the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, I think the the beginning of the pandemic was a shock um, for a lot of companies. Um, there were a few companies for whom it was kind of an immediate boost. I mean, one of our customers is Postmates, who does food delivery. So they kind of had an immediate uh, shot in the arm, I guess you might say. Um, and uh, but, you know, most of the customers definitely experienced the shock of, you know, radically decreased uh, demand. And it's interesting how many of the companies responded. Um, you know, we've had a ton of companies adopt NetSuite during the pandemic. Um, some, you know, some companies are taking sort of the time they have to sort of retrench a little bit. Um, they're looking at obviously changing a lot of the ways they do business, going more, you know, more remote employees, you know, using more remote tools. So I think in taking stock of that, some of them said, how do we tool ourselves? So we come out of the, you know, sort of, uh, economic downturn stronger. So I think once that initial shock sort of subsided, a lot of companies are, are using the time to plan for, you know, and what we hope is an inevitable sort of return to form. Yeah, you mentioned, uh, you know, that kind of the overnight switch when people had to shelter in place. And, you know, before they were sheltering in place, a lot of folks were just buying stuff, going to the store, you know, buying yeah. their food in the grocery stores. And then like overnight, they just couldn't. And so they had to go online to buy stuff. And right. Yeah. So it's like uh, now that some of these folks are forced into it, maybe they didn't think they would have to do it before they didn't want to do it before, but then once they had to do it, they found that it wasn't all that bad. And so how many of these uh, changes in consumer behavior do you think are going to carry over once we kind of get past this pandemic? Oh, I, I, I think the, you know, some of these changes, you, they won't turn back. I mean, we have a company Bedford industries that made like band uh, ties for bread packaging and they retooled really quickly to make PPE. And then they found that um, they were, you know, making it just to help sort of, you know, local hospitals, et cetera. But they found that they had so much demand for it that they, and this is a B2B company, but they put up a direct to consumer website on NetSuite, like in a few days, and suddenly they were selling PPE to the general public. So, I mean, I don't know whether they'll continue to do that, but I think that the fact that they saw that they there's a you know a channel there for them to sell direct to consumer is probably pretty interesting. And I think you know the eyes have maybe been open for a lot of companies. I mean, we make it super easy to get a website up and running based on your inventory. Um, and so, yeah, we've definitely seen customers um, have an urge to, to do that during this time, just to reach reach more consumers and reach you know and and make it easier also for their B two B customers to order and interact with them when they can't, you know, do it in person anymore. Talk about the, the kind of the power of the platform, because you're it, 
consumer customer experience has kind of never been more affected by things like supply chain management before. Yeah. And, and if you don't have that right, the effect it has on the customer experience can be like tragic. Maybe talk a little bit more about how you're helping customers manage this, you know, this transition or the transformation between supply chain yeah. and, and providing that in a way that makes it easy for the c- consumer to feel comfortable about what they're getting from you. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of it, you know, initially were sort of supply shocks where they couldn't get their supplies um, from, you know, Asia uh, uh, in particular towards, towards the beginning of the crisis. And now, you know, in some cases it's flipped that that's like the best place to order things from. So basically these customers, these uh, businesses have to be prepared for radical shifts in supply chain. They have to diversify, um, you know, we have a customer, Natamu, who's a dairy-free ice cream maker, and they moved some of their supply chain from Asia to uh, Mexico, sort of closer to home. But, you know, by doing that, they're sort of diversifying and, and making themselves more resilient to shocks. And a lot of what we work on at NetSuite is helping customers be resilient to changes in the supply chain. So we announced in our most recent release a supply, a new supply planning engine that lets them, you know, plan based on, um, anticipated demand, but then also can be run, rerun, you know, frequently as, as conditions change, as they inevitably do in this sort of turbulent time. And when you think about the term digital transformation, you're hearing a lot of folks say that, uh, of course, the pandemic has accelerated digital transformation, but how do you think uh, the definition of digital transformation, what it means to your customers, how do you think that's changed? Well, you know, it's a pretty all encompassing term and um you know our customers were using compute digital computers before <laughs> i mean so for um for, you know for our customers it's been you know really a cloud transformation and the other major transformation that we hear a lot of customers are really interested in is 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 decreasing complexity they have a lot of different systems that they've accumulated over the years and they really want to decrease that to just a few and sort of that's where NetSuite comes in because we can provide, you know, sort of a one-stop shop for a lot of your needs and your core operations, including HR, which is obviously critical for companies as they grow. So we've been uh, building up our sweet people capabilities, which is what we call our, the HR component of our kind of integrated suite. And we're seeing increasing adoption of that as we add the capabilities that they need, onboarding, um, uh, pay, you know, in better and, and more sophisticated payroll capabilities, uh, performance management, those kinds of things. So, um, you know, that's that's really the big transformation I think that a lot of our companies are going through is using the cloud and using it to simplify um, their systems. And with that simplification of systems, does that also increase the opportunity for them to leverage newer technologies like AI and to be able yeah. to? you know, kind of take that information coming from all, all these different systems and actually right. be able to use it in a way that can make the best, best the biggest impact. Yeah. And that that's absolutely the case. And, and one of the benefits we've had as becoming part of Oracle is we're able to leverage, you know, their deep R and D investment in um, things like conversational UIs, which is obviously, you know, uses natural language. Um, and you, you're going to see increasingly in kind of future versions of NetSuite that, that, that we're integrating that those capabilities um, that, you know, there's, um, we're announcing um, this coming week, the NetSuite data 
analytics warehouse, which is uses Oracle's powerful uh, analytics engine and their autonomous data warehouse, which is, you know, their kind of flagship data warehouse capability built all in the, all delivered via the cloud um, to allow customers to do things like snapshotting to better be able to see trends. And then also to combine their NetSuite data with other data from other systems to tie that together. So, you know, it, just like in sort of AI and machine learning, all this stuff, we're leveraging the deep investments that Oracle is making, and we're going to bring them to the, to the fast growing, you know, small and mid-sized business over the coming years. Yeah, I, I got a chance to check out that press release. There was a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. Going over a lot of things. Maybe yeah. you can hit some of the other highlights of what's being announced next week. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we have a lot of, I don't know if I'd call them meat and potatoes, but features that customers are demanding now. Um, and increasingly, people want really deep integration with their banks um, so that all that is sort of automated, automated reconciliation. So, you know, your your exact cash position at any time and um so we're doing that you know in, we've added uh you know smart ba bank integration for banks all over the world not just in the us because we have a global customer base so i think that's one of the um uh, most exciting things as i said the netsuite data warehouse for some of our more sophisticated uh, analytics warehouse for some of our more sophisticated customers and um you know I, it's just uh uh, things that customers can kind of use now this, the, on the kind of commerce or, or I guess, customer interaction front. Um, we announced ex uh, expanded capabilities in what we call our My Account feature, which is basically for all types of customers to allow their customer, their clients and their customers to have a portal to see information about their account, pay their bills. Um, if it's a subscription company, which increasingly, obviously, you know, new businesses are, um, they can manage their subscription ad capabilities, upgrade, et cetera. So, um, you know, that's certainly during this time, um, you know, our customers really are keen on features that let their customers interact with them in the kind of 24, seven, three, six, five, anywhere, anytime manner. So I think those are, some of the, those are some of the key highlights for sure. It's really cool to hear, you know, instead, a lot of companies kind of, think of or maybe thought of digital transformation is more what I call a digital transition, which is like just automating processes that they already had and, and kind of making what they did do more efficient. And, and that's, you know, maybe part of the, the deal. But the, when you think about transformation, you think of being able to use this technology and do things that you maybe couldn't do or even couldn't dream of doing right and now you're adding it so you're seeing some of that because when you talk about making the switch or maybe adding uh, subscription-based offerings on top of maybe what they did before are you seeing more of these companies think outside the box and add and do things differently than before yeah i mean we've seen a trend for several years where there's not as much of a clean divide between product companies and service companies um, you know, product companies want to deliver their, some of their goods as subscriptions. I mean, we see that all over the place with these subscription services for clothes and things like that. And service companies sometimes want to deliver products. I mean, we see that with some of these like sort of exercise, uh, you know, companies that have both a product and a, and a service. So these sort of hybrid business models require something like NetSuite that can, um, sort of handle, you know, uh, uh, both sides, uh, both sides of the equation. 
And and I think you're right that AI and ML and, and those kinds of things are increasingly important on both sides. So one of the things that we're doing for both service companies and product companies is predicted risks. So, you know, if you're a product company, it's all about are you shipping your goods on time, you know, and, and satisfying your customer in that way. They want the right product at the right time. So we can predict risks based on past, you know, shipments to particular areas using particular carriers um, and give you sort of, you know, early warning um, that you might need to ship something out earlier um, to get it to the customer on time. Similarly, on a services side for project-based businesses, there's project risks. And again, looking at history, you know, applying AI to kind of identify projects that might need a little extra TLC, um, you know, before you start losing money or worse yet, losing clients. So, the, you know, the, that's where we're kind of taking um, a broad view of where you can apply um, AI and, and machine learning um, to really help customers now. So when you think about, you know, when we're finally past this pandemic, I hope it's sooner rather than later, mm -hmm. uh, but what do you expect uh, to see? What do you expect the, the climate to be like? What do you expect your customers to be facing at that point? Right. Well, I'm not Nostradamus, so I don't actually know exactly what the, or very, you know, I, I think there's a, a lot of speculation that is just that. Um, I, it's very clear that some of the things, as we talked about, some of the things that are, are happening are going to continue even when you can walk around and see people and go to parties and watch basketball games and all that good stuff. Um, and so I, I think, you know, historians will write how the world changed as a result of the pandemic in a, in a few years. But I definitely think that many of the changes that are, that are happening are really positive. I mean, why do you have to fly all over the country all the time for meetings that can effectively be done, you know, remotely? That doesn't mean all meetings. There's definitely meetings that, you know, you absolutely want to do face to face, but co companies being able to be, um, you know, a little more judicious about when they need to fly people around, I think is going to help with productivity. It's going to help with employee satisfaction. I mean, you know, employees, some employees like hopping on planes, but it gets, it gets tiring after a bit. So I, you know, I think a lot of those things are, are going to allow a lot of these changes are a lot are going to allow uh, businesses to operate more efficiently, definitely reaching their customers online um, in new ways um, is, is going to, that's going to stick because that's what customers want is just easy access at any time when they want to you know, interact with you. I, this has been a great conversation. One of the things that you, you talked about, you mentioned voice and I remember, I don't, I don't, I, you probably don't remember this, but I think it was at the last uh, sweet world uh, you had, there was a, like a, a little uh, analyst media kind of thing. And I asked you a question about, voice and where does it fit into enterprise applications and it seems like uh that year is kind of maybe forwarded the role of voice that you see yeah i think voice is huge um i always i tell it to my team you know on the product development side all the time how how important i think it's going to be it's not for all interactions with your application i mean um but it's for a lot of them and i mean some people say well you know, in offices, is that realistic? Well, we have call centers right now, so obviously people can talk in offices. <laughs> um, and I think it'll be weird maybe for a while. Um, and people, but I think, you know, it's, 
it's a very, very efficient way to communicate person to person. It could, in a lot of cases, be a very efficient and natural way to communicate person to computer and computer to person, um, especially person to computer. I mean, the ability to just ask for what you want in English, right. and it's going to be faster than typing. I mean, my wife beat the typing teacher, but she also talks really fast. So even <laughs> she talks faster than she types. But, um, you know, so I, I think it's huge. It's great. It actually is reinforced by some of the messaging I heard from the Oracle folks, too, about, uh, you know, voice interfaces being something that seems like it's going to be kind of integral to a lot of the applications in the future. So that's great to hear. Uh, but it's also just great to talk to you. And also, let me just thank you again. This is like the 10 year anniversary of me getting this this nice piece of wearable swag. <laughs> I wear this a lot, man. I, I continue to wear this a lot. And I just like the feel of it, man. It's well, just that's great. I love the old school swag. <laughs> sure. I try to keep as much of it as I can. <laughs> so, Evan, this has been great. Uh, where is there a place on on the NetSuite site maybe to go and, and hear about and, and check out some of these announcements? Well, definitely, um, you know, if you go to the news section of at NetSuite.com, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have our press release and, and with all that. All the exciting stuff we have for customers coming out soon, now or soon.